to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill. With us, as always, is Justin Lee. We're Justin, back, baby. We We're are back. back. We're doing it again. Another in-person episode. Justin, how's the week going for A you? A fully vaccinated edition of Oblike Auburn News Overtime. Absolutely. We're good. So what you been up to this week? How's um, it been? You know, things and stuff. What do we got? We got 8A? 8A happened? That's the biggest thing is that yeah. football's done, at least. Yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> I've been sleeping. That's cause for celebration. Uh, we've got that and, and plenty more, but let's start with that. A-Day was on Saturday. Uh, got a chance to kind of see everybody in action with the spring game and 17-3 uh, Auburn game. Uh, you know, a lot to kind of take away and, and a glimpse at sort of what the first-team offense, first-team defense sort of looked like. Justin, you were there. Yeah, uh, man. What were your biggest observations, your biggest takeaways from what you were able to see in the game? Five stock in Elijah Canyon. To the moon, baby. He's going. Uh, that was about it. Because uh, like I said before, I wanted to see the receivers, so I was watching them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Elijah, if you count his bowl game and A-Day, that's a heck of a 2021 he's got going on. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty big for Elijah. I mean, that's about it. You know, you can only see so much. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got a, a few, little, few little looks at some different things. Um, but they ran a little trick play by the goal line. That was fun, but mostly just uh, base stuff, basic stuff. We didn't, you know, didn't as expected. Uh, you know, didn't see too much. But uh, I don't know. You just everyone, ever, you know, no injuries, which is the biggest thing. So yeah, I don't know. So, so you're not willing to, to say this is the year. This is the this year. <laughs> year that we're not going. No, far. we're not going there. We're not going. To, going to buy into that meme. <laughs> Before I get into sort of my takeaways, and I said this on Twitter. But shout out to the crazy people that upload spring games the day after on YouTube. I mean, I was like, I'm going to just Maniacs. check. Right. I mean, within eight hours that they had the entire eight day. <laughs> I mean, those people are, they are the real MVPs. Collegiate like, licensing is coming for them. Yeah, they, they have them on the radar. So I was able to watch it after the fact. Uh, you know, Elijah, I think that was a big person to kind of take away. Because he had six catches? Six catches, and the next leading receiver had two. There you go. So, obviously, he was a big part of it. Pretty Bo Nix, I thought, you know, looked solid, 12 of 20. I thought solid was the optimal word. That's what Brian Harston said sure. in, in the uh, post game, so sure. that made sense. thought there was a lot to like from what Tank Bixby, and really, to me, yeah. Sean Chivers maybe even more so, because we, sure. we know what Tank's able to do, and right. even with the change in the offense, I think we could kind of envision that it was going to be fairly seamless. I'm sure there was some concepts and things he would have to adjust to. Sure. But I like the way Sean ran. I think sure. he had 61 rushing yards, something like 12 carries. I think that he may benefit as little as he is. He's just so powerful yeah. that if they kind of stick with Mike Bobo's, you know, pounded up the middle and, and really push those defenses, I think Sean's got a chance to be a really good number two. Right, and like you said, Tank got his touchdown. So, yeah, like 42 yards, so... Yeah, I mean, he did He did what he had to do. So, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I think so. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing, it's so hard to take a lot away from a spring game because you got guys cycling in and out on the field. They're trying right. different combinations. There were some young guys that I was impressed with, but in limited you know, capacity, Kamal Haddon, uh, forced mm -hmm. a fumble on a tank pass. That was pretty nice. And I think he had a couple tackles besides that. Lee Hunter, a defensive tackle that's been getting a lot of praise in the preseason. He's a true freshman, but he got a tackle for a loss on tank that uh, caused a uh, change of possession. So, I mean, you kind of look for those little things. And, and I want to give a shout out to Trey Elston 
uh, Auburn High. Baby Tigers, baby. Walk-on uh, wound up being the defensive MVP. Had six tackles. So, I mean, you, you know, at least now you got a little bit of depth back there in the, in the defensive backfield, which we kind of had a feel for before. But when you look at this scrimmage, you know, you want to see those young guys stand up and, and stand out. And I thought there were several guys that did that. What if J.J. Pegues tackled Devin Barrett? And they said, well, we were just doing this the other way. Wow. This wow. Is, this, is, this, is, this is like... Funny seeing you here. Yeah. It's like face-off. <laughs> they got Travolta and, you know, they're just going to switch him out. Nick that Cage. Would, that would have been amazing. And also, we probably just kind of dated ourselves. That was when we were young. We're old. Intern Thomas doesn't know anything about yeah, this stuff. Yeah, face-off. Look on. it up. You could probably find it on Netflix, something like that. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, anything else on A-Day? That kind of closed the book on spring? Or, or any thoughts just on the spring overall, the things you've taken... Um, from what we've learned through Brian Harson's first spring on board here at Auburn. Thomas, Netflix used to come in the mail. They would mail you discs. Oh, how young do you think uh, I am? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, back on topic. A-Day and yeah. spring in general, just what you yeah, take man. away. Um, uh, it's a new day. It's a new era. Um, it's kind of interesting to see, you know, it's, uh, everything that's different. You know, like uh, running under center. That's crazy. What a concept. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, I don't know, spring takeaways. You got 15 of them. You put it in the paper. Check it out. It's like 2,000 words. It was, it was something. In the Wednesday edition, um, there's a lot of them. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just, you, you see who, it, it, I, I just keep going back to how limited the time is. You have a new coach. You're trying to make a name for yourself if you're a player, right? And, you know, you only had so much time in the spring, and you're only going to have so much time in the fall. So... Um, before that first game, it's going to be kind of a time crunch on who can uh, really impress, like especially when we're talking about receivers, defensive line, like those kind of positions. Um, and and the, the you know defensive backs should be fine, but the pecking order there, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, maybe it's not really a takeaway because it's not anything new, but just kind of when a coaching change happens, you kind of think about the time and like how, how limited it's going to be. So. Fall camp's going to be pressure-packed just like this was. Absolutely. The biggest thing to me, I feel like this defense has a chance to be really special. Sure. I mean, because you look at all three levels, I think of at least one guy at all three levels. Colby Wooden, I think he's got a chance to really shine on this defensive line. Right. Owen Papo, I think we've already seen what he's able to do. And you can throw Zacoby right there. I mean, those two guys were two of the leading tacklers in the SEC. Then Roger McCreary. I think Roger's got a chance to, right. to really break out to the point that he's going to be an all-SEC guy and a guy that when we're talking about the draft this time next year, I mean, he may be somebody oh, yeah. that a lot of guys are really looking at a lot of teams. Uh, so I think this defense has got a chance to be really special. I think the offense uh, has an opening to kind of get things figured out by the time we get to September 4th when they kick things off against Akron. Akron, man. Penn State, that's going to happen. That's, yeah. I mean, Crazy. They're hitting the ground running and uh, excited to see it. Um, so, Justin, let's switch gears from the – College – what is it – Happy Valley. College – Pennsylvania. Yeah, State College. State College. State College. They call it Happy uh, – okay. Happy Valley. I don't know. I guess it's like because of COVID and stuff, you just kind of think like, mm, that game's not going to happen. Yeah, but yeah, I guess like, now, like, it's going to happen. It's sort of like the John Mulaney when he's talking about like his mortgage says like he's going to pay this in like 2039. <laughs> and you're like, that's not a real year. <laughs> that's, that's Star Trek. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not real. That's not real. But we got it coming. And, and I'm excited to see. Oh, God, George, your battery's running low. Oh, it'll be fine. Oh, no. Um, all right, let's switch gears to basketball. Let's do it. 
we get into the new transfer that uh, Bruce Pearl has added, let's look at a guy coming back that we weren't really sure, sure. what his status was going to be. Guard Alan Flanagan is going to be back for his junior year. There were questions he might decide to, to go to the NBA. There were a few mock drafts that had him sort of at the back end of the oh, first sure. round and, and was a legitimate... Uh, you know, someone that a lot of people thought would have gotten drafted had he gone, but he's coming back. Uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on, on Allen deciding to come back for another year and, and what that means for next year's basketball team? I was talking to somebody and they kind of asked, like, you know, are, is it a surprise that he didn't enter the, you know, enter the pool to, to figure out? And I, I, this is not me knowing anything, I assume just because, you know, his dad's a coach, they're, they're pretty well on the pulse and he, he had a, a good idea. Um, but, but yeah, uh, we, we, we thought we were like, okay, Sharif, J JT, and then we're probably out and would test the water. So, uh, Sharif's gone. Alan's coming back. You're two, two out of two. We're what, one for three so far. And then JT Thor's still in there. We'll see what, what his decision is. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it's huge for Auburn. Uh, that's a glue guy, obviously on top of being a great player. You know, he could be an all SEC type player this year. Um, I, I just remember when he was a freshman, because he played with Isaac, right? And we get out there, and he just looked like, like I don't know, like Isaac, but like baby Bambi, like he didn't know his body yet. <laughs> like, because it's like, it's like a kid in Isaac Okoro's body, and now he's learning it, and, and he's, you know, Isaac was a little bit ahead of him in, in, in a few ways, but now he's there, and he's getting stronger, and he's getting, so one more, one more year in the weight room, and, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what he's going to look like next year, but he's going to be a great player. Um, he's a great player this year. One of the most underrated, uh, underappreciated uh, players at you know, any sport at Auburn this year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's big news for Auburn to celebrate, you know. Oh, for sure. I mean, when you look at it, in my mind, when you consider over the entire season, I think that Allen was the most consistent. Yes. I mean, you know, he was there. He made big plays. Uh, you know, he... I think it was South Carolina that he dropped like 24. I mean, he, he had right. production throughout the year. And when you look at, I think not only from the fact that he was so productive and you can count on him next year, but we're going to hit on this in a second. But this roster is completely different right. than what it was this past year. And this is a guy that can kind of merge the, the people coming back. and It's gone. It's dead. It's fine. Close it. It's good. Uh, the people coming back toward the new roster, too. I mean, that he is going to be a guy that Bruce knows, you know, what he can expect from him, and, and, and Allen understands what Bruce is expecting out of him. Right. Uh, so I think that's huge. I think that, you know, we knew there was a pretty good chance Sharif was not going to be coming back. And I think when sure. you look at, at the rest of the board, that Allen would be the biggest guy that if you said we can only have one guy come back. Sure. I think, I think you go with Allen. Oh, that's, a good, that's a good point. If you, if you looked at those three, JT – Obviously, everybody loves JT, but yeah. you know JT uh, and and Allen and Sharif. Like, who who's the most important piece? Who could come back? Who could be a real glue guy? I feel like yeah. it's Allen. Yeah. I mean, and just and Sharif was productive. That's not to take away right. anything Sharif did, and and but I, I think just with I mean, I'd probably take Sharif. I but, mean, uh, <laughs> but I think no, we, I'm with you. I understand. Yeah, I know yeah and I think we understood too that there was a pretty good chance that Sharif was was gonna go. Um, so so yeah. So I mean, I think that's huge. Um, so let's look. This back. roster is full, Jordan. This, this roster is okay. Is, so I saw someone going in the transfer portal today from like Indiana or someplace. I don't know. And then Auburn fans are on Twitter like, "Oh, keep an eye out." And I'm like, "Come on, guys, you're not gonna get every single player because I can't. Look, if we want to just break down this roster and how full it is right now, so Auburn right now, unless I'm wrong, 
has 13 people with Thor coming back. You get 13 scholarships. So if Thor stays, they're full. They're ready. They're set. If no, Thor vacan no vacancy. Right. <laughs> if Thor leaves, they have a spot to add, but there's really not any room for playing time right now, the way I look at it. Because so so what are we looking at? You're looking at Wendell, the new the mini Sharif. From Eastern Kentucky. From Eastern Kentucky, right. You got the Carl, uh, Charles, Charles of Collegeton. Uh, <laughs> the other one, flip strike that reverse. That's a Willy Wonka reference. Zep Jasper yep. from College of Charleston. Uh, and then you have Trey Alexander, shooting guard. And then Desi. Desi Sills, who right. just signed or who just committed from Arkansas. So there's your backcourt. And if we skip, like I like to do it, skip to down low, you've got uh, Dylan and Stretch, Walker Kessler, and then um, Jabari. Jabari. Yeah, yeah Jabari. And who, then, who we got to say, Jabari is the highest rated prospect right. that's ever signed right. at Auburn. Right, right, right. Oh, right. by the way. These are not ranked by, <laughs> by order of importance at all. Uh, and then in the middle, you, have, you already have Jalen Williams. Possibly JT Thor, but you got Chris Moore and then Allen. So like, I mean, you've got you've got, I don't, and, and you know, I don't know how they're gonna play it from here, and we only know maybe they are targeting somebody, and they'll they'll tell somebody like Wendell, like, hey, you're gonna sell the this kid, but but you know, uh, if I don't think anyone really knows, you know, exactly, we can only people can only glean what what players say and and, and what information the players get because coaches have no reason to tell anybody anything, so. And they won't. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. I mean, I, you're looking at a pretty stacked roster already. I think we're coming toward, you know, the final roster for next season. Um, and maybe you add a piece to replace JT Thor. I don't know if that. Here's the thing, though, because you, you kind of you don't want to bring in a freshman, really, because you're signing McDonald's All Americans. Yeah. And you kind of want people to turn over. Yeah. You don't want somebody to hold a spot for four years. But you don't want to bring in a, a grad transfer who doesn't want to come here because he's not going to play. No. So, And that's kind know. of why I was a little surprised with Desi, just because we've seen these sure. pickups. But he was a productive guy. He averaged seven and a half for sure. Arkansas this last year, and I thought it was really funny. When you go back to last year's SEC opener, Bruce Pearl was singing his praises. And yeah. He was like, he was the best guy on <laughs> yeah. the floor tonight. I, I really like him, you know, that kind of quote. It was one of those deals where it's like, well, we couldn't beat him, so let's bring yeah. him in and see if he can help Dude, us. Dude, he had the red streak in his hair. I really hope he does the orange streak. That'd be tight. That'd be great. We'll see. That'd be great. And that's we'll the see. thing, too. I started to sort of bring up the ultimate, you know, your your lineup you would want to see. And I can't get it figured no, out. But, no. I mean, that's a good problem for Bruce Pearl and those guys that have. But I'm like, you got to get Jabbar Smith on the yeah, court. Let's not even. Let's not even. I don't even want to project a starting five right now because it's – it's chaos right it's, now. It's it's chaos, but I think it's a good kind of problem. <laughs> it's a great I, problem to have for and, them. And, yeah. and I think that there's plenty of reason to be optimistic if you're an Auburn fan and, and looking at next year and what this team. You know, those early games might be kind of uh, rough as they sort of fill out. You know, the, the lineup and sure. who fits best where and sure. how these guys play together. Sure. Because this is going to be a, a whole, uh, a totally different looking lineup, like we said from last year. But I think there's reason for a lot of optimism. It's better on paper, Jordan. It was a better team on paper. Yeah, there is no doubt. How crazy is that you're losing Sharif and it's a better team. I agree. I agree. I think if they can get Wendell Green or whoever winds up running the point, as long as right. they can be sure. productive, right. I think they're in great shape. Yep. I agree. So let's switch gears to Auburn golf. We'll start with the women's golf we're team. We don't have a golf problem. We don't have a golf problem. We'll put a little Photoshop of golf balls between us or something. But 
Uh, women's golf team wind up winning the SEC, and I know the men are. are I was gonna love Photoshop oh, that. Absolutely. And the uh, the men's golf team is competing for it as well. Uh, Justin, what what are your thoughts on the women's team being able to pull that off, and, and what that could mean for the rest of their spring? I rolled up there to Tumor's Corner on a Sunday. It was my day off, so if you saw me there in a transformer shirt and flip flops, just don't worry about it. Yes. Just leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> but no, Tumor's Corner celebration. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It was kind of it was. Kind of, I don't know, good to see a public gathering again. You and know? not worry about it. Yeah, not worry about it because, you know, all the athletes were fully vaccinated. Hopefully most of the people were too. So, um, but yeah, uh, that was, uh, it was wild. We had a lot of celebrity appearances. Ryan Harson was there. He kind of, you know those like, those brick columns at Tumor's Corner, like where the Eagles are? There were? I don't know if those Eagles are still there. I, I know you're showing them. But anyway, the entrance and Brian was just kind of like hiding. Like, he's just like kind of leaning on one and then he like popped out and took a picture with the team and then it's like, yeah, but he would talk to anybody who's approaching him, yeah. but he didn't want it to be about he wasn't, him. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't was there like, to get the center. Hey, look at me. Yeah, exactly. So Brian was there. Uh, John Harris, new coach, was there. Uh, Greg McWilliams was there. Ralph Spry was there. Cornelius Williams was there. Um, and then I saw a picture of Mickey Dean there. I didn't see him at the time. He had his gator on like he was completely hidden. So I, that must be why I missed him. But yeah, so uh, kind of cool to just see people hanging out again. That was fun. So yeah, and uh, yeah, and they won match play in a, in a big way there. And maybe they'll host a regional. That'd be fun if they could bring it on down here to Saugatchee or someplace. That'd be fun. But yeah, so women's team doing great. Um, and then uh, Men's team playing in, in Georgia, St. Simons Island? I believe so. Yeah, that's where, well, uh, that, if that's what it's called. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, okay. That's as, as a resident Georgia. As a Georgia part, person? Yeah, St. Simons is <laughs> off the coast. Okay, yeah, well, that's where they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's where the men are playing this weekend. So, we'll see We'll see how far they can get. You play stroke play, top eight teams advance to match play. So, there you go. Fingers crossed on that regional because we covered That'd one so you know, a yeah. few years ago. And it was a blast getting to see those top golfers you know, from yeah. Vanderbilt. I'm trying to remember who else was here. Maybe yeah. Northwestern as well. And uh, you know, go out there and watch them. Like, Man, I, I would shoot that many on like two holes in there you know, coming in <laughs> like eight under par. I remember Furman was there because I saw an old guy with an FU hat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that, that, like... That's the lasting memory for Justin. He <laughs> was wearing it like unironically. He was like, all right. I remember when we were in high school that uh, some of the football players went to a camp at Furman and uh, there was a big to-do about whether or not they could wear the shirt from, from said camp. It's That's a amazing. A little touchy subject for 10th and 11th graders. Uh, going back to Balance. the diamond, um, sure. kind of mixed results. We can start with uh, softball since that's the ball you picked up okay, first. Okay, perfect. Uh, Let's go. The Auburn softball team wins 2-3 of against number 12 Kentucky. Yeah. Pretty big deal. and. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts? I think they got Ole Miss coming up uh, here shortly, if I'm remembering, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. Uh, what are your you thoughts are. On, on where they are and, and the fact they were able to beat uh, a really good Kentucky team? Our laptop is dead. We can't look it up. No, uh, <laughs> it is Ole Miss. They're playing them next. They might have a midweek. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I watched uh, Mickey Dean's availability. Uh, I wasn't able to. We had a meeting. I couldn't jump on it. But I watched it back, and uh, it was funny. He was asked. Like, well, how are you feeling after winning two series these past two weeks? And he's like, well, better than three weeks ago. Like, there you go. Uh, he, he spoke, and then uh, Tyler King, uh, a player, spoke. And she said something that was kind of interesting. You're going to be like, Justin, you idiot. It seems very elementary. But she was like, the thing about SEC play is that they play the series, and then early in the week, the next week, they have review, and they pick up their mistakes. And, they, and she thinks that, like, 
you know, you have to go out, make the mistakes, and then learn from it. And, like, obviously that's the most obvious thing in the world. But, it, you know, when you hear it, it kind of strikes a light bulb off that, that, you know, they weren't winning, you know, they couldn't learn as much from non-conference play. And now that they're in conference, they figure they can get better because they're making more mistakes, making new mistakes, which is a Brian Harson. Yes. That's a, I like that. I like that's some good coach speak right there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, hope that's their thing. They're, that's what they're thinking is that, hey, you were making mistakes, and now we can go back. And she thinks that review and, you know, correction is helping them and has helped them win these last two series compared to earlier in SEC play. So, yeah, there you go. And, then, and they're playing Ole Miss. Uh, he likes their pitching. He likes, you know, everything about them. He thinks they're going to be a, a tough challenge. Um, so, yeah, so we'll see how they go. Maybe they can take three straight. That, that would be big. Uh, you know, it's all about winning those series and trying to string those together as you kind of get ready for that tournament. Um, switching over to the AU baseball team, a little bit rougher, uh, you know, sure. sort of the, the hits keep coming, uh, you know, for the baseball team. Lost the series to Alabama, and another series that was very winnable. Right. They wound up winning only one of three games down there, uh, over there in Tuscaloosa. Um, you know, it's sort of getting to the point where you right. know, you, the, the rubber's going to hit the road here before too long. I think this is the halfway point, I think, in the SEC schedule. It's close to it. Uh, but yeah, but they play Florida this week. Um, they play Jacksonville State tonight, uh, Wednesday night as we record this. Uh, but yeah, they play Florida at home starting Friday. Um, but yeah, I think this is the halfway point. If not, it's it's near it. Uh, but yeah, of the SEC schedule. So yeah, like you said, rubber rubber's hitting the road. What does that mean? I mean, it's just coming down to crunch time. You don't have a whole lot of, of room for error anymore. And and you look at their schedule. But like, were you on a dirt road and then you hit? Asphalt? Like, I, don't, think, I, don't, you know, I don't know. What does that mean? I never really, really okay. broke that down. That can be for the next podcast. <laughs> that can be what we sit in the next conversation on. The problem for Auburn with sure. the way this is set up is they've got plenty of good teams ahead. Right. I mean, you. Well, look, it's not like it was because it's not Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State. True. But you but do play. Then it's like, oh, we're playing Florida. Yeah. Florida solid. Georgia, um, I mean, Georgia rocked Kumar Rocker uh, a hey couple now. weekends ago. So, I mean. I like that alliteration. Yeah, you know, I definitely planned that for the words left on the hill. But, I mean, you know, I, I know it's something we say all the time, but there are just aren't pushovers in the SEC. No. You can't really look at what's left and say, well, we can definitely win this series. Right. Because that hasn't been the case so far. And you look at the fact they've struggled in those one-run games and they've been right there. Right. They got there's no excuse. It's there's like, no excuse at this point. You you gotta find a way to win and I mean at this point you're kind of just trying to figure out a way to make it to the SEC tournament. I mean, because there's fourteen teams right. and only twelve go to the tournament. Yeah. I mean Auburn's sitting in last right now. They gotta find a way to, to string some wins together if they want to try to keep this season rolling. I will say that I cannot think of a more snake bitten team. And that's yeah. the thing. I mean, they are a solid team, but, I mean, it, it's just... Eight one-run losses in SEC play, I think. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, and you just flip a few of those, and, and you kind of see momentum. I mean, sure. you know, Butch has talked about, you know, you want to try... after. I know after they beat Georgia Tech, it was like, let's try to get some momentum out of this right. and, and string some wins together. Nobody's expecting them to sweep series, because that's sure. asking a lot. Right. But you have got to find a way to, to win two or three more often than not, and right. it's just not been the case. That's all they have to do down the schedule. And we're like, oh, well, they don't have to play Mississippi State, Ole Miss, or Arkansas. But it's like, well, it's Florida, the school that just its recruiting pitches. It's Florida. <laughs> Come on. Like, they're gonna, they got some dudes. 
No doubt. No doubt. They got dudes in every sport. Like, I, yeah, come on. And I do want to throw in, too, I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but I watched a little of Ole Miss Mississippi State baseball. This okay. is regular season baseball. Yeah. I am not kidding. That was the most intense series oh, I've dude. seen in a while. It was so much fun. And, you know, got Nick Suss, a buddy that covers Ole Miss, so it was kind of following along. But that, to me, was like, man, SEC baseball, if you really, oh, especially yeah. now that the stands are full again and sure. we're able to go out there, oh, sure. my gosh, it was so much fun to watch. Yeah, dude, those Mississippi schools, they do it right. It's kind of like, you know. Alabama might be dead last at everything <laughs> education and poverty, but you can't tell them anything about college football. Uh, Mississippi, that's the, they, they got college baseball. That's their answer. So, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, well, we're, we're getting close to wrapping up, Justin. Uh, what are some of the things you're working on this week or, or things you're kind of keeping an eye on as we go in uh, to the weekend and, and the days coming up? We've got some high school track wrapping up. Lee Scott won the state championship in AISA, went down to Gulf Shores. Uh, there you go. Um, that's on the website. Um, and, yeah, and mostly um, recovering from football. <laughs> and, uh yeah, and baseball and softball with, with big series this week. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. It never ends, man. It, it never ends. Yeah, but that's a good thing. Uh, for me, now that football's wrapped up, I've started uh, a run of just looking at all the positions. We've hit quarterback, running back will be in Thursday's paper. Uh, so it, it'll be something nice to see. I should say, actually, running back will be in Friday's paper and quarterback will be Thursday. Um, but we got that. We got high school baseball. We got our, our Central and Auburn High and series fighting to, to make the playoffs. So we got that. Um, Going to have a story this weekend on Joe Beckwith that played at Auburn High that won two World Series. And uh, they're honoring him. He's, he's dealing with some health issues. So they're going to honor him at Auburn High's baseball game. So, so you want to talk about a local legend. That is That's a local, local legend. That is a, I mean, two World Series in the NL and the AL. So oh, look at that. That's pretty, yeah. pretty I wonder how many people can claim that. I wouldn't think very many. There's probably a, a few. But, uh, but yeah, a lot legend. of good stories and, and a lot of, of fun coming up. And, again, stays busy, but, but we're, we're, the, we're at our best when we're busy. Yes, sir. This is the Briar Patch. This is always the stories we like to tell. And I'll throw in there, too. Shout out Auburn High Girls Tennis won the state championships. We'll have a story in Thursday's paper about that. Boom. Before we get out of here, Justin, okay. gotta ask. Let's go. MLB The Show 21 just came out, so that's the game I've been playing pretty much nonstop. Favorite. Are you a loot boxes guy, or are you like a franchise guy? What is it, that, that Diamond Diamond Dynasty? Is that what yeah, it is? I, I'm more of a yeah franchise. Like, a franchise? like okay. I, I want to get in there with the Braves and and, and try to get 40-40 with Acuna and, and try to go off. Right. Favorite sports video game of all time and why? NHL Hits 2003. Let me tell you, Jordan, this is the perfect video game. If you've never played NHL Hits 2003, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, NFL Blitz, but it's hockey. It's the only hockey I know. I don't know any hockey at all. Why would I? I'm from Alabama. I don't know anything. I went to a Birmingham Bulls game one time. But I love NHL Hits 2003. It's three on three. So kind of like the overtime they do now. But it's like three on three. You have fire. Um, the only hockey players I can name are like Wayne Gretzky and then the lineup of the 2003 uh, San Jose uh, Sharks, uh, Vincent Dampus, Timu Solani, and Owen Nolan. 
yeah, so there you go. And Nabokov in goal, and I don't know his first name because it doesn't say that. It's like the goalie's at the bottom, so it doesn't say their first name. So yeah, there you go, man. I love NHL 2003. It's a really fun game. It's kind of like a paper, rock, scissors thing going on because you can hit and spin or do anything. Anyway, it's oh, fun. A lot of fun. They're fun. I've played a few of those because that was the same uh, company that made Slugfest and NFL yes. Blitz, like you said. Yes. So those hockey games. Obviously, Blitz 2000 was great. NFL Blitz 2000. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, obviously, like, NCAA, you know, was great, but that's my man. You're kind of stepping on what my answer was going to be, NCAA football. I went to 2004, uh, 2004 with Carson okay. Palmer. Carson Palmer on the cover. Because that was the very first one I played, and I just remember, oh. you know, already, I was already becoming a big college football fan at 9, 10 years old, and... Uh, you know, getting to play that and getting to see all the different teams and sort of understanding how they – I really credit those NCAA football games sure. with sort of teaching me the whole, you know, world of college football and, and what all that entails and that it's uh, – you know, sure. contrary to popular belief, um, it's more than just SEC. Yeah, there right. teams outside the SEC, but it – It used to have FCS teams by then. Oh, yeah. One I mean, double we, A. We play with Georgia Southern and all yeah. those teams. and um, But, yeah, that would be my answer would be uh, – NCAA football 2004. What about 06 for the soundtrack? That, I mean, we did a podcast episode for anyone who doesn't know. I got a college football it. podcast. Ready Player Run. Ready Player Run. Let's go. And Nick Suss and I just Subscribe. did a whole episode talking about, the, about that playlist. That playlist? 2006. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. it was sick. And it was something that they have not done since. Right. But it was incredible when they did it. Train in Vain. What else was on there? I know De La Soul was on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. The Clash was on there. On yeah, The Clash was on there. It's good stuff. Yeah, it, you, you just can't beat it. <laughs> well, on that yeah. note, let's right. wrap it up again. You uh, did not predict NHL Hits 2003 to be my favorite video game. There's no way. Anyone <laughs> who says they did is a lot. It's my favorite game. We would play it on PlayStation 2 because we just like bought it at GameStop for $4 one yeah, day right? after high school. And then we would play it, and then uh, I just I've worn out the PlayStation Two version, and now I have the Xbox Xbox version because you can play it on 360, so you can play it in like HDMI. Yeah, like, yeah. I love that game. I, I will play it to this day. I love it. It's too good, too good. Well, I think <laughs> we're gonna get out of here. Maybe go play these games once we get all far uh, yeah, again. Yeah. For Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill. Thanks for tuning in, and until next week. Yeah.